When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Wilder, I am so excited to talk to you today. We're going to start off with lessons in chemistry, which did you read the book? I did not read the book. Okay. Um, did you read, I read the, book? the book? Yeah. So okay. I can talk a little bit of that. You can talk too. about the adaptation then. Well, it's also, there were a lot of, of things they changed, but we'll talk about that in a minute. But I have to start with Taylor Swift. Okay. <laughs> we always have to start with Taylor Swift. We, did we talk, start with her last time? No, I'm just saying in general, life should start oh, with Taylor okay. Swift. Well, <laughs> Did you go? No, I haven't seen it. Okay. I've, I have I mean, a lot of friends who went to the show though here in LA. I mean, paid exorbitant amounts of money to go to the actual show, not the $5,000. I know. Yeah, it's insane. I mean, by the way, not that I have that kind of expendable income, but if I did, I still wouldn't have done it. Okay. But here's the thing. So did, I went to the movie because I felt like I needed to speak about this. And Chris Noland, who was recently director of... Oppenheimer? Yes. Could okay. it be more different than what well, we're talking here's about? Here's the thing. He came out and his comments about her are so interesting. I'm going to read you a couple of things that he said, but what I want to talk about is when Oppenheimer came out, nobody thought that was going to do well either. And I don't know what the final- people knew it would do fine. I think they it, didn't think it was it going exploded to from the Barbenheimer exactly. effect. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So, but what did they end up doing in the end? Do you remember? I don't even remember. What did Oppenheimer do? Yeah. Uh, very, very well. Um, it was, I think it was a billion worldwide. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I think it was in the end more than a billion. And basically what he said is um, he totally admires what Taylor Swift did. What she did was she didn't use a distributor. Mm -hmm. She went direct to AMC. Do you know the deal she cut? I know a little bit. I don't know all the details. Well, here, here's the deal. I think it's so interesting from a business perspective, but also about film. So no distributor, MAC, uh, AMC puts it in their movie theaters, although they also, it went into 3,400 theaters, more than AMC, but 50% of the ticket sales went directly to Taylor. Mm -hmm. And then the rest went to the theater with a fee going to AMC. So mm -hmm. basically it cut out a middleman, which is certainly going to be something everyone's going to start to consider for films that they think they can market to this kind of enlarged group. Well, it used to be illegal to do that. Well, so no, yeah, it's, I guess it's not anymore. Well, uh, but what's interesting about it is 
I think when we start to cut out middlemen, I don't think that's a bad thing. I think in some ways it could be a good thing because you've got all kinds of things going on around it. But anyway, that was the deal they cut. Okay. All right. I mean, she's doing, she's doing really well by it. (laughs) Okay. But there's been a lot of complaints because when you see it in the movie theater, you know, there's kids that go down to the front and they're dancing on the stage or whatever. I thought it was cute as a button. I didn't mind seeing them at all. And and also people stand up, they sing, they, you know, they're, they've got their phones on, they're taking pictures. It's an interactive experience with the audience. And one of the it's things- a concert. <laughs> well, it's a concert in a movie theater, but people were complaining when they came out saying, that's not the kind of theater experience I want, but most of them were over 50. But anyway, moving on on that. So- <laughs> That's, but, that's but a very we- poignant aside that I think is really integral to that argument. <laughs> Well, somebody was saying to me, Christine, I was on a, a call uh, for a film a week or so ago, and they were like, well, what, what, how can we get these teenagers back into the theater, like the 16-year-olds? This and is I, how. <laughs> well, I said, you know, a teenager is not doesn't want to be off her phone for two hours. She doesn't want to be disconnected from her friends for two hours. So they're staying home watching on streaming because that's where they can do both. They can interact, watch, interact. I mean, that's how they do everything in their life now. You haven't adapted the theater experience to the way these kids want to live, in my humble opinion. They were very angry at me for saying that, but <laughs> they didn't have a lot to say back because they said, look, where are they at? When do they turn off their phone for two hours? They won't turn it off at the dinner table. Why do you want them to turn it off when they go into a movie? It's not going to happen. So well, you also have to remember these are kids who are growing up in a world where that wasn't ever a part of their life. Exactly. Well, right. They, they've always had a phone. They've well, always had the internet. They've yeah, always had yeah, access to all of yeah. it. So like you're putting our ideals as an, an older generation of being able to disconnect on a generation that isn't familiar with that feeling. Well, but not only that, then the secondary messaging is we know for, I, we have a, a number of clients. I have a marketing company, as you know, we have a number of clients who do huge events like the PGA, the U S open, um, a one mm-hmm. WrestleMania. What we know for sure now is people will spend money on interactive experiences. They will yeah. Is spend money anymore to just sit and stare. I mean, look at the sphere. They don't want to sit and stare at a golf match. They Mm -hmm. won't participate. So we're, you know, they're building these, these, you know, series of seating around the, the um, par threes where they can participate in the entire hole, you know? Mm -hmm. So my, my point is the golfers love that. By the way, I don't think they do, (laughs) but, um, but here's, what's interesting. So if you look about it, it's again, it's adapting this new world to what the new expectation is. So I just wanted to say, I went now, by the way, the problem for me is no offense, Taylor. I think you're fabulous. And we are never, ever getting back together again is one of my favorite (laughs) songs. And when I'm in a bad mood about a boy, that's what I'm going to play. However, it three hours is too long for this experience. It's one thing in person. It's maybe not- for you. I think. Uh, I think the Swifties no, I, would disagree. I saw kids falling asleep. I saw kids leaving early. It's not the same as in person. I think but they I, should have edited it. I think that's kind of okay in this experience, right? If you want to leave early, yeah, you're maybe. not you're not rounding out a story, right? You're seeing a performance. Yeah. Maybe so. I don't know. I don't know, but I. But I thought it was, I thought it was interesting. Um, and I just wanted to bring that up. And it was funny because I mentioned to you, I said, are you going to go? And she texted me back, you guys. And she was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't say, no, thank you. No, I have no time. She just said, no. <laughs> and I knew you weren't going to go. But 
but I, you know, what I got out of it, I think is interesting to, to our listeners, you know, the world, I mean, is changing, the world is changing. If I'm doing a three plus hour event at a theater, I'm seeing killers of the flower moon guys. Okay, well, that's I'm, not, I'm not seeing Taylor though. I really hope Taylor bleeds through into my theater. Cause I think that'll make it a very interesting experience. Okay, well, there you go. All right. Now the other thing I wanted to ask you, are you up to date on the morning show? Yes. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm not going to ask you what you think. Cause we all know from the when we reviewed it a few weeks ago, but here's the thing, you know, when I decided on something like the morning show, where these are really complex plots that don't necessarily intertwine with everybody. So they're almost like separate vignettes that have yeah. to, that you can't, you can't drop once a week. You've got to drop that whole series at once. I, you know, I gotta say, I really, I kind of really wish the show was on HBO. Like, Why would they? Because they, oh, they drop everything all together. No, it just would have been a lot tighter better executed. Yeah, maybe you know. Yeah, yeah. Because they, they just demand a lot more out of their. Look, shows. I I really love the plot lines, but I can see that they didn't take the time to integrate them in a way where you can have one episode that takes me on a journey where I'm waiting for the next episode. What I'm ha what's happened is I'm cut off on four separate plot lines every week. Yeah. I and just started like, to pick that up. Not the whole thing was it. supposed to be about Bradley and, and Alex's relationship. And like, they barely have one anymore. Oh, they, they don't what's the whole point? No, they don't, they don't, they don't. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, I don't think Jennifer Aniston, I, you know, the first season, I, anybody who listened to us back then, knows I thought she was amazing and I was so grateful that she had the opportunity to shine a bit mm -hmm. I just don't think she's good enough anymore I don't think she can handle it no I gotta tell you I don't think it's her I think it's the writing oh maybe yeah maybe yeah anyway just, mm. uh so I'm done with them I mean I'm gonna keep watching <laughs> but I want to put the word out you can't have such complex plot lines and wait a week on four plot lines and leave me hanging four times just puts me in a bad mood makes me crazy so you are a fan of the of the drop it all at once binge watch <laughs> well this maybe my lifestyle works that way i don't know i'm not i'm not saying everybody has to do it the way i want to do it but i think you can do it if you don't have complex plot lines that don't integrate with each other so i, I don't want to be hanging more than network feel than the streaming yeah. feel yeah. All right, but back to lessons in chemistry. We got to start with the book. Okay. I thought the book was good, but I gave it a four stars on Goodreads. I didn't give it a five. And by the way, I'm Christine Mercer, M-E-R-S-E-R -E on Goodreads, if you want to read my reviews there of books. Uh, but I was very much looking forward to how they were going to portray this. And I was concerned about it. I, you know, the plot line Now you didn't see, you didn't read the book. It's very- I did not. It's very, very different. And I'm not even going to go into how it's different because we really can't give away things for people who haven't seen it. But are you not loving the plot? What is your feeling? I am not. I want to love this show, but I do not love this show. Um, I am just, I'm really over the idea of tragedy porn. And that's what this feels like. Okay, well, we can't go into what the tragedy is, but um, well, there's a number of them. Okay. That's the thing. That's the problem is that there is a number of them. Well, here's, here's where I want to start with. I think your generation, you don't see a mirror of yourself in this plot line. Uh, I, 
personally, the reason I have such a problem with it. Yeah, think about it before you answer. No, the the reason I have such a problem here, my age group, we all see a mirror of ourselves, and we're right. But because it's not hard enough to be a female chemist in the 1950s, that that's not a hard enough task to put on her. You've got to add all this crap that happens to her to make her interesting. Also, she has no personality because of it. Like. Well, she's on the spectrum. I mean, come on. Is she? Because in the scenes before her tragedy strikes, she has plenty of personality. No, she was always an outcast. She's up, she's happy, she's bouncy. And then this these things happen to her. And suddenly she's flat as a board. Well, the things that happened to her at work happened to me. I'm really sorry to hear that. It's okay. And not, I mean, not all of them, but you know, some of them, let's put it that way. You know, I was always the one in the room. I was always the only woman in the room. There's always, Chris, can you get everybody coffee? And I, if I look back now and it's one of those regrets of, I should have said, well, actually I did it last time. How about you do it this time? Like, I, I mean, my, my peers were saying that to mm-hmm. me. They're not talking about my boss, right? Yeah, yeah. no, I, I understand. I'm just saying that if you lived in those times, if you lived in the fifties, I watched my mother who ended up trying to kill herself you know, she faced a lot of these things. So for some generations, yeah, your question is such a good one, but it makes me sign that kind of smile sadly. You said, doesn't she have enough with just the one? Why do we have to have so many? Because that's the way life was for women back then. Yeah, I I just, I'm sorry. The first two episodes, it's like this massive, we get the history of her, why she is the way she is, which is, you know, a paramount event that happened in her life. And I I understand that it's a topic we definitely have to discuss. I am over it being used as a plot device. But then we get into- It's not necessarily a plot device if if, if there- It is the descriptor of of her personality. If you go watch the scene before that happens, if you watch her in that scene, she is full of life. Well, not only that, she reacts in a way that a lot of women didn't back then. And mm-hmm. also Harvey Weinstein. I mean, there's a, there's a sexual assault and they and they warn you of it. So we're not giving anything away. It's it's, you know, very present in in uh, the second episode. But there's but here's the thing. You know, she at least fought back, you know, Harvey Weinstein sure. and many of those were so shocked by what was happening that they just said, OK, do it. You know, uh, you know, how many women didn't feel they had the agency to respond when everything was at stake? And she stood up and we I won't go into what she does, but she stands up and pays a huge price for it. A lot of women didn't back then. I, I, they gave I don't. Up. She didn't take it. Absolutely. What, my issue is that. In the scene where you see her prior to the assault yeah she's lively she's fun right afterwards obviously like we understand something horrific has happened to her but it's it's through her relationship with calvin evans that she kind of comes back to life and i'm it's just all about a man it's a woman's response to a man and by the way calvin evans is played by lewis pullman and I had to stop the show because I, I didn't know the casting. And I was just like, God, he looks so much like Bill Pullman. Yeah, he's his son. Uh, oh, I didn't know that, is he? Oh, he's okay. his son. Yeah. There, there were makes, so many oh, moments. I, didn't I was know like, that, but makes total sense. Yeah. I was like, oh, my God, he looks just like Bill Pullman. And, and of course he does. Um, He's great. Like, I have no complaints about him or his casting. I am I am tired of seeing 
a woman's arc in response to a man. I but she has she is such an interesting character on her own. In the fifties, that was not her though. She she is an exemption to that. She she has a master's in chemistry. Yeah, and she's not. But she should be. But she's not. But she should be. Her life shouldn't be. She has decided. She has a moment in the second episode where she tells us the choice she has made in her life and that she is not going to go down the expected route for a woman. And so she should be the exception. And I was disappointed that she's not. Okay. Not yet. I mean, I don't know what's happening. So far, uh, everything are you gonna they've keep, shown wait, are me. Are going to keep watching it? I have no desire to keep watching the show. None. I hope you'll give it a few more episodes. I'm asking you to give it two more episodes. And if I'm willing to read the, read these books you're telling me to read yeah. before we before we went live, I'm telling you, you can at least watch one more episode. We can touch back on it. Sure. Yeah. But, I'll give it one more. But I think maybe that this show is for a generation a little bit older than you because- I thought all of this was so cathartic for me, you know, having watched my mother and my mother's friends and my mother was brilliant and she ended up not, you know, like, I don't know how else to say it. And in the fifties, this is when every doctor, when someone would go with anxiety, they'd start giving them pills, you know, that's where Valium took off, you know? So my point is- I don't think that's changed that much. For sure hasn't, but at least you know, who knows? Anyway, my point is, I think that for me, I am loving it. And I was really worried about it. When I saw the trailers, I think I said to you, God, I hope they don't mess this up. I don't yeah. think they have. I think it's really good. So if you're, if you, if you're, I think you should give it a shot. Now, my daughter is a millennial like you. And I talked to her about it. And she's like, I'm not watching that. You know, she didn't have, <laughs> she had no interest in it. Maybe that's, that's the way it is. You know, maybe. No, I had a lot of interest in this show. I, I wanted to, I love Brie Larson. I think she's fantastic. I think the creative team behind this is great. I just, the messaging I'm getting from it is not something that's pulling me in to want to continue watching it. Yeah. And for me, it's like, finally, someone's telling it like it was, that's what I feel. So I'm just telling you very different, very different strokes, you guys. But here's the thing on Brie. Okay, what can I just say? What is there about her? Every time I see her, you know what I think? I think, oh my God, what an amazing actor. She's going to do very well in life because she's never the same. Like, it's not like, oh, there's Brie again. You know, like, remember when she was locked up in a house for 10 years or something? Won an Oscar for it. What was the name of that film? Uh, It was... Room. room. I was going to say home. I was like, that's not right. R- room. Yeah, I had a little trouble with the kid in that, but you know, but every time you watch her, you can see the enormous, more, the enormous breadth of her incredible talent. Do you agree? I think she's great. Um, I'd like to see more personality in the role she takes. I think she's full of it. I mean, I loved if, if you haven't seen short term 12, she is unbelievable in that movie. It's a tough watch. Um, but it's a fantastic film and she's, she is bursting in that movie. She's unbelievable. Well, uh, in this, you're not going to see yet. Well, she has personality. It's just a flatline personality, but I think it's interesting. So I just think she's phenomenal. And I think this is her first series for TV. Did you know that? I mean, I, I get that. I think that makes sense. Um, what a choice, very interesting choice for her to do it. Right. Yeah, I mean, I think I I I wonder why, right? I and it it makes she chooses 
specific project. So there's something in here for her to tell. And I, I understand that I'm not receiving it yet. Interesting. Yeah. Um, well, this is her first lead role in a TV series and her first role as a major TV character since United States of Terra in 2009. Um, she's taken cameo roles, but she hasn't, you know, mostly she's done stuff in film. But here's the thing. I think you don't, are you not loving the writing either? I think the nope. writing, I think it's great. I, I just think we're relying on very old tropes that I'm I'm tired of seeing. Maybe we're relying on old tropes that haven't had enough exposure to make somebody like me who lived in them feel better. I don't know. I'm just saying maybe. Uh, here, wait, I got a couple quotes. I pulled a couple. You ready? Sure. So she, Elizabeth says, Elizabeth, as in our our uh, our friend here, um, Brie Larson. Okay, here's one of her comments. Of course, I would be much further along in my research if I wasn't making excellent coffee for mediocre scientists. I loved it. I loved how she owned her brilliance. And and having lived through some of that time where you had to always make it someone else's idea or they would be mad at you. And then if they were mad at you, you couldn't move forward. So in my, in my career in the 70s, a lot of my career was making it someone else's idea who would take me along as we move forward. And I think that's fascinating and interesting. And I think that's enough, right? I don't need all of the other insane, awful things that happened to her around that. I think the struggle of being a woman in this space at that time is enough for this story. Yeah, but but unfortunately, it was never just one thing like that. It well, was- no, it's not, just, but that's what I'm saying is, is being a woman in that space. And by the way, it would have been enough for any of us. Unfortunately, that was not the way the world worked. So that was never all of it. You know how many times I was putting in uncomfortable situations in people's offices late at night. It was t- tons of time. It, it wasn't, it wasn't just one thing. It was, we were facing all these things, but I think we burned that to the ground. So, all right, but here's another one. So Calvin says to her, you're on the verge of a major scientific breakthrough. You need to talk to Donati. And Donati's the one who's giving us assignments and putting out the money for who can do what. She goes, I did. He said, no. Well, that doesn't make any sense. Why would he say no? Sex discrimination. What? Well, also politics and favoritism and general unfairness, but yes, mostly sex discrimination. I mean, it's a great line. And then he says, I don't understand. Why would anyone discriminate based on something as intellectually non-determinative as gender? I think that's great dialogue. You didn't love it? I mean, I, I, I could see those lines written on the page, you know? And that's for me that- I thought they delivered them beautifully. That means you're just, you're, I don't know. I just- it felt very obvious to me. Uh, yeah, I didn't. I, you know, I, I can't agree with on it. But so you're, so you're, you're. I'm begging you to watch one more time, which you haven't committed to. Now, don't you want to give? No, one I, more? I said I'll give it one okay. more episode, okay. but one I, more. I don't, I don't foresee this changing my mind. Okay, and what about the dog? Come on, don't you love the dog? The dog didn't exist at that time. Doodles weren't around. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, I didn't know that. And why would you? Why would you ruin that for me without you know? Because you brought it up. This is what I'm saying. Like, it's historical fiction, but like, if you want it to resonate, it needs to be historically accurate. Uh, Okay, now to you, I I happen to read a bunch of uh, reviews on IMDb. And one of the people who sort of, I think, is more sitting in your line than mine, here's what she wrote. 
I'm not looking for another series that wants to force our current views and morals onto a bygone error. Mm -hmm. I'm not in for a lesson in how to treat women today using a 50s settings. I mean, to me, that sort of is backing up what you're saying, maybe in a little bit of a different way. A little kinder, I might add. I'd rather see a realistic approach on how smart women in those days had to compete with male-oriented society. This is not that series. And my answer to her, I didn't know what you were going to say, obviously, when we came in today, but my I wanted to read what she wrote because I wanted to say to her, that's not the way it was back then. That's why they can't write it. It wasn't that way. There was no doorway out. There was no comp competing with men. It wasn't an option. You weren't allowed on the playing field. You weren't brought to the table. You were not allowed to compete. If we had, we would have won. <laughs> so... You know, I, right. And I think, women, I think that's that women, the story. The fact that women don't know that about that generation that they I don't think that that's true. I don't think people don't know that. I think she's saying, I, I know that. I'd rather see a realistic approach on how smart, smart women in those days had to compete with the male oriented society. I mean, she has no idea that we couldn't, we weren't allowed to do it. I, I don't think. I, I think she's saying she wants to see the struggle of being a woman in this world. And I think she's saying what I'm saying. Or that she's saying that's in, enough. In in a 50 setting. She wants to bring today's to No, she, she said she said right before that she doesn't want to see today's expectations on a 1950s setting. She's done with that. I know, but when she says a realistic approach on how smart women in those days had to compete, that it that what she's seeing is that. Well, that doesn't make any sense then. Well, it may not make sense, but it's the way it was. You know, no, I'm she, saying what she's saying. She's saying two different things in two sentences. She's saying well, she, her expectations are are two different expectations. She, she's feeling like the the issues that are around today, you know, were being. She wants to see what it was like back then, and what she, what she doesn't understand is that she is anyway. I mean, again. I'm just saying when I read that, I started to laugh. I thought you have no idea what it was like. Clearly none, you know? So, um, all right. So you're not going to give this a thumbs up. I am. I think you should watch it, everyone. I do. And I think the changes they made, one of the changes they made in the book, which we will not give anything away, is that um, there's another, there's a woman of color's family in this series that didn't have that role in the book. And I think it's all the better for it. So I just want to yeah. say you're going to see a lot of different things from the book. And I don't think you're going to be upset by any of them. And I wasn't sure I was going to feel that way once I started watching it. But it's also only two episodes dropped. So we're, we're still early on, right? Um, now, the other thing is, so guess what is the 25th? Any else, anything you want to add? I don't want to cut us off and tell you anything else you wanted to add on it. Nope. <laughs> she didn't even want to probably talk about it, you guys. But anyway, um, okay, guess what's 25 years old this year? A lot of things, but I don't know what you're talking about. Um, okay, it's a Halloween film. Sandra Hocus Pocus? No. Sandra oh. Bullock and Oh, Practical Magic, of course. Your favorite. Okay. <laughs> I know, I, it, it takes a line in the coconut and gives, <laughs> you know. Do you know that song? I do. Okay. Well, why don't you just give us a little bit of it? Oh no, I don't know well enough to sing it. I just know what you're Put the singing. lime in the coconut. Da, 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 da. Anyway, um, it's the 25th anniversary. Couple of interesting things about it, which I thought I would bring up. Uh, it's they're bringing it back. They're bring, actually bringing it into movie theaters because of it. They just think it's a big deal. Um, get this: Sandra Bullock 
she wanted like one or two takes for each of the scenes. But Nicole Kidman had just come out of what was that film she did where everybody wore masks through the whole. Oh, thing? It was her Stanley Kubrick movie. Yes. Okay. And what and was you the- you don't get away with one or two takes on a Stanley Kubrick film. You you have ninety. Eyes wide shut is what you're talking about. Eyes wide shut. And she had just come off that film where she had been doing, as she said, 70 to 80 takes per, per, uh, per scene. And so she was like, they're like, Santa's like, no, (laughs) no, you know, like, I don't know how to do that. I don't want to do that. So it's so funny. So she came expecting the same grandiose experience in Bullock and the, you know, everybody else are like, no, 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 we're just going to go through. Now, the other funny thing I wanted to share uh, in case you decide to go watch it or watch it, it's fun. It's a fun show to watch all together around the, you know, Halloween mm-hmm. and it's 25 years old. So good for that. Right. But afterward, Barbara Streisand called, she wanted to buy the, the, the uh, house. She wanted the house. <laughs> uh, apparently a lot of people want the I house. Know, I it's like a big deal. Way. Did you, yeah. Did you love the house? I It's, it's, it's blowing up on social media right now that like everybody oh, no. wants to buy I the know. house. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, by the way, it wasn't a house to buy. They had built a shell and then they yep. made it, and then they took it down. It was built on public land. So Streisand was like, leave it up and I'll buy the public land. And they're like, that's not what public land is. You, know? you can just buy the blueprints from the set deck and build the house yourself, Babs. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Anyway, so I don't know, like, you know, a little nostalgia is a good thing. And also how about bringing that back? You know, it was not a bad film. It really was. Oh, it's super fun. But your, your preference was Hocus Pocus. I don't think I ever saw I it. I mean, I grew up with it, so. Well, that's Bette Midler, right? Bette Midler. It's yeah. I, it's a very fun, ridiculous, does not hold up movie. If you come to it as an adult, you're not going to enjoy it. Well, you know what, everybody? A lot of great things to see on film. A lot of great things happening behind the scenes. We hope we gave you a couple of them today. Uh, but thanks for joining us. And don't let her, don't let her bias you against <laughs> I want you to go in and watch it. Okay. It's on. Apple. I'm not telling people not to watch it. Just go in aware. <laughs> okay. Thanks. 